What is up Prackies, it's Liam D. Elysiums here for another episode of Ask Pracky Anything. We're currently out in the very rainy University of Queensland, but hopefully it holds off for the next few minutes. Um, but onwards and upwards, let's get on to the first question of the day. What is the best way to approach teacher job interviews? First question comes in from Instagram from Miss S. Clark. So thank you so much for sharing this question with us. Remember, if you'd like to ask a question on Ask Pracky, send us a DM or comment below down in the YouTube comments. She asked us how best to approach teacher interviews. Now, this is a, obviously a very, very important question, especially for young teachers going out into the field, getting jobs, um, but I've only been in kind of one or two of these situations myself. So I would not feel kind of, I wouldn't feel like I had the right knowledge. I can give you a few tips, but what I'll do for this question is I'll make a Prac Teacher 101 episode solely on it because I think it's that important. And then what I'll do is go out to different educational experts and get their opinions, both from the people that would hypothetically be on the panel and also from the people that would be interviewed. So I think their, their advice and opinions would be uh, a lot more valuable. What I'll say personally about it is I think what is really good for my cover letter that got me in the door was I'd separate it into the three distinct skills that I have. And instead of just saying your experience kind of A to Z, dot to dot, it's quite boring. Whereas if you kind of go, and if you go down onto the ethos of the school, let's say one of their major pillars is responsibility. They want their teachers to take responsibility of their classes. That comes up a lot in their little ethos statement. You can kind of talk about your experience through that, if that makes sense. So you could say experience, uh, or in the cover letter, you could say responsibility. I had responsibility as a leader team member at the cafe I worked at or something like that. And instead of just giving your experience in kind of a boring manner, saying, I worked at a cafe in 2011, it kind of makes it a lot more relevant because what is, it, what is working at a cafe? How's that gonna help you actually be a teacher in a school? Whereas if you go, it's taught me responsibility, which I can then use in a classroom as a teacher and kind of frame that through the things that they find valuable as a school, it makes your, it makes your whole CV just flow a lot better and makes it really tailor-made to that particular school which will get your foot in the door. A lot better if you just say, I worked at Coffee Club. How best do I use technology in my classroom? So this question is, how best do I use technology in the classroom? It is quite hard because it's, technology is coming from just being a fad to actually being integrated in everyday classroom pedagogy and it's hard to separate things from a few years ago when technology was kind of shoved in left, right and center into every single activity almost just for the sake of it. Whereas now there are actual, it's kind of advanced a bit more, whereas now you can kind of use it a lot more effectively. So when I was at school, technology in the classroom was really just vamping up. I mean, we had, we were just getting introduced to electronic whiteboards and we're just getting included to tablets. There's, I was probably at the last end of that when it probably wasn't good enough to be in. But the tablets weren't very good. They couldn't connect to the internet. They were pretty crap. And then there was, there was the old breed of teachers that refused to use them. And then there were the new breed that were trying to get it integrated that wanted to use them for every single activity, even though it probably didn't work. 
So you want to separate that into using it effectively. But how do I use it effectively in the classroom? I think the best way of achieving that is to put the technology into the kids' hands, into the students' hands. And kind of, I know it sounds cliche, but kind of flip the classroom in that way. Because if the teacher has all the technology, it's not really being advantageous to the students. Whereas if you kind of teach chalk and talk, whiteboard marker kind of stuff in the class, and then go research more on this or watch this clip in your own time or this is the topic, find two or three clips that have to do it, and then we'll watch one as a class or something like that. And then if you kind of introduce the activity that way and then get the kids to go up on their own personal devices and do an activity in groups or something like that. I think flipping it that way is a lot better than everyone sit down and watch this amazing technology I've created. I think keeping the teacher as kind of a Socratic method, chalk and talk traditional, and then make all the advantages and progression in technology in the kids' hands is a lot better. So I think plan around that, maybe give the kids more freedom in what they have to do and they can do it on their own little personal devices and all that type of thing. How do I occupy my students during a rainy day? Uh, rainy days, my teacher used to say that students are a bit like horses. If there's any wind or any rain, they kind of get spooked. The other day in my school, it was raining and I was, it was about 10 minutes before I had to get the kids to bed because it was the borders. And just before they were about to go into bed, it started raining and a group of boys took their shirts off, ran off into the oval, crouched down and just screamed into the sky. <laughs> so rain is the teacher's worst enemies at times, but there are some things, it's good to have like a few activities in your back pocket for when it starts pissing down with rain to kind of get the kids involved and keep them occupied until that bell goes or if it's at lunch or something like that. Um, a lot of the times, if it's at lunch, I'd say let the kids entertain themselves. They've got their own tablets. And actually, the school, it was raining and they played that chopsticks game. They were like grade nine, eight, eight or nine. So if it's raining and they're finding their own ways of entertaining themselves, I think let them go. It's, it's less stress on you. And plus, if you join in, you kind of like that old dad that's like, hey, kids. <laughs> and they'll hate, they'll hate your guts. If it's in class, some things are good, oh, I can't remember, categories. I think it's called, where you have, put them in groups and then you put 10 pop culture questions and then you, or different questions, different categories, like famous sports person, famous movie, and then you put up a letter and they all have to answer, every group has to answer every question and their answer has to begin with that letter. But if their answer has a if it if their answer is the same as another group's, it doesn't count. So they have to come up with like obscure answers beginning with that letter. That's just one little practical activity, and they go nuts for it. But you can do little other things like quizzes, or um, I know watch a video is a bit cliche or Kahoot. <laughs> they go nuts for Kahoot. Is that like a live quiz game? But there there's tons of teacher resources, and you can go check on Instagram or Google it. And there's tons of like little activities. I think traditional party games but the questions are directed to the content is really good like if you do a pop question pop quiz and then like every fifth question is about the text that you're reading at that time and then make it competitive anything competitive is amazing kids love beating each other so if you have little groups and do like an activity where they're versing each other they find that amazing so i think different types of things um getting them involved getting them 
answering questions and ultimately versing each other is good as gold. Thank you so much for watching. It's Liam D. Lissiums here for another episode of Ask Pracky Anything. Remember, if you'd like to ask a question, DM us on Instagram, comment below in the YouTube comments or send us um, an email, our email address is down below. Thank you so much for watching and I'll see you next time.